and for that we give God glory. If you would turn with me to scripture, Luke the first chapter, the 26th verse, Luke the first chapter, the 26th verse. Luke, the first chapter, the 26th verse. And it reads as us, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. My brothers and my sisters, I ask that you would join me in a word of prayer as we share on the sermonic subject, favored forward. Favored forward. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm favored forward. I am favored forward. Come on, let us look to the Lord. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. I have your way in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. You all know uh, that during this Christmas season, during this a season that is considered a season of Advent, uh, that last Sunday I started a series, an Advent series. And uh, the season of Advent is the four weeks prior uh, to Christmas Sunday. Uh, it is a time in which we as Christians reflect on uh, the nativity of Jesus, reflect on and get in a sense of preparation to celebrate the birth of Jesus. It is a time in which I, I like to tell folks that we are able to reflect on the fact that God is up to something. It's a time of possibility. It's a time of expectation. It is a season. And during the Advent season, uh, each week means something. And the first week is the week of hope. The second week is the week of peace. The third week is the week of love. The fourth week is the week of joy. And, and today, during this Advent season, I want to share a very familiar story, a story that we most all know, a story uh, that many of you all, anybody was ever in a Christmas play for Sunday school, raise your hand. Amen, somebody. Amen. And you had your part. Many of us know this story. We know this story. It's a story about the angel Gabriel uh, coming to a virgin by the name of Mary and telling her uh, that she was going to give birth to the Christ. It's a, it's a very familiar story in which we uh, see Mary uh, speaking to this angel, this angel speaking to her. Uh, but but I, I want to share with you the thing that uh, grabs me and the thing that I want you to get this morning um, is the fact that this is a story about the fact that no matter where you are, that God sees you and God can use you. 
uh, that no matter where you are, no matter your circumstance, no matter your situation, that God sees you and God can use you. Here goes Mary minding her own business. Mary uh, engaged to a gentleman by the name of Joseph. Mary uh, just doing uh, uh, what she's supposed to do, living life the way she's supposed to live it, uh, being uh, having a sense of integrity over her life. And out of the blue, I'm talking about out of the blue, remember uh, that at this point it's the intertestamental period and, and the people of God, the Israelites, have not heard a word from the Lord for over 400 years. Mary doesn't know that Gabriel had a conversation six months before uh, with her cousin Elizabeth's husband, Zachariah, doesn't know uh, that Gabriel had a word with her cousin Elizabeth's husband, Zachariah, and told him that his wife, who was of old age, was going to have a baby, and now Elizabeth was pregnant. Mary doesn't know any of this. Mary is just sitting, minding her business, and the angel Gabriel comes to have a conversation to talk about how she's favored. Turn to your neighbor and say, God's favor will move you forward. God's favor will move you forward. That right where you are, that God is watching you. That right where you are, that God is paying attention. I know it feels like you're all by yourself. I know it feels like the good you're doing, you're just doing it and no one's paying attention. I know that you're watching people around you who are doing the wrong thing, who seem to be moving forward so much more fastly. Uh, but, but I've come by to let you know that favor can move you forward. Turn to your neighbor and say, favor, good God Almighty, will move you forward. If you just try to do right by God, uh, that God will do right by you. That if you just try to do right by God, I'm not talking about you got to be perfect. I'm not talking about you have to always have it together. I'm talking about you just attempting to do right by God, attempting to be faithful. Is there anybody here? You may not always get it right, but you're trying. Is there anybody here that you may not always get it perfect, uh, but you're working at it? Is there anybody here that sometimes you mess up along the journey, but mess up is not who you are. Mess up is just how you did, but then you try to get back on track and do a work for the Lord. Have I got a witness in the house with somebody? Somebody who you may not be perfect, but you sure are pressing. Amen, somebody. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I may not be perfect, but I'm pressing towards the mark, good God Almighty, for the prize of the high calling. Is there somebody in here that you're trying to do better? Is there somebody here that each day you wake up, you're trying to be better than you were the day before? Is there somebody in here that you're saying, God, I'm trying, Lord, have mercy. You know, you know, God, I'm trying. You know, God, with all that I've been through, and I'm, I, I'm even in therapy, I'm trying so hard. God, uh, God, I'm trying to work through my previous trauma. I'm trying to work through my previous triggers. I'm trying to work through my previous proclivities. Anybody got some proclivities that sometimes push you in the wrong direction? But you say, but God, I'm working hard uh, to lay aside uh, the weights and, and, and the sin that so easily entangles me. And I'm trying, God, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. Somebody here, I've come by to let you know the favor is going to move you forward. And God sees you. And God cares. One of the first things I believe that we can understand uh, uh, from the scripture is, is that you're favored in spite of. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm favored in spite of. I'm favored in spite of the here we have Mary here we have Mary and the Bible says that uh, the, the angel Gabriel came to Nazareth a town in Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to, to Joseph and her name was Mary and the angel went to her and said greetings you are highly favored the Lord is with you and now here's what gets me in it says and Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting 
this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Good God Almighty. You're favored. Turn to your neighbor and say, in spite of. You're favored in, in, in spite of. I, I was reading the scripture, a reverend doctor, and, 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 and some things jumped out to me uh, this go round. Sometimes the older you get, you see stuff that you didn't see before. Amen. And, and, and that's why you keep reading scripture. Amen, somebody. Because as you grow, your understanding grows. As you live a little bit more life, uh, you see it a little bit differently, right? I'm looking at Mary, and, 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 and what hit me was uh, I got that she was scared. Scared, but but I realized in looking at it that she was scared from a different perspective. Mary was said, the Bible said uh, that Mary uh, uh, said that Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Uh, I turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, uh, don't be scared, don't be scared, don't be scared, don't be scared. What I realized, what I realized when I looked at Mary is I realized that when Zachariah was greeted by Gabriel, Zachariah was scared because Gabriel was an angel. The scripture says that when Mary was troubled, she was troubled because she was wondering what kind of greeting this would be. Now, now for me, if an angel pops in front of me, I may be scared because it's an angel, amen? Uh, Mary was a gangster, amen, somebody. So the Bible uh, doesn't say that Mary was scared because it was an angel. Mary was troubled because wondering what kind of greeting this might be. Lord, have mercy. Okay, let me, let me come back for you all. But what you've got to understand is uh, that within their tradition and within that time period, uh, that you've got to understand that it, it, it was uh, against the protocol for an angel even to speak to a woman. Lord, have mercy. It was, and, and so Mary was concerned. Lord, have mercy. Not just because it was an angel, uh, but because angels spoke to men. Uh, because uh, in that time period, it was a male-dominated society. It was a patriarchal society. It was a society in which women were on the outside and, and the men were running things. But yet uh, the angel Gabriel came who? To Mary. Lord, have mercy. I don't care where you find yourself in society. God can still come and have a word with you that I don't care. Oh, I thought I had some sisters that would shout right now because there's some sisters right now that y'all know that you're still dealing with glass ceilings and you're still dealing with first hired, uh, last hired, first fired, and some sisters up in here that you know that you still make less than a man for the same position. Amen, somebody? There's some sisters here that you're grappling with all of that, but I've come by to let you know if God's favor is on you, good God Almighty, then it don't matter what society says about you. I'm not just talking to my sisters. I'm talking to some folks who grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. I'm talking about some folks who were born in the wrong neighborhood to the wrong family and nobody believed that anybody, anything could come up. But I've come by to let you know that when God has favor, Lord have mercy, that God will give you favor in spite of, in spite of what the world says about you, in spite of how the world has its domination settled, that God will give you favor in spite of. And let me help you brothers. Brothers, sometimes it's not for us to always have to run things. Sometimes you got to see how to be good uh, team support. Amen. Somebody turn uh, to a sister and say, sister, I've got your back. I've got, I've got your back. Look at the scripture. The scripture says that the angel Gabriel told Mary that you have found favor with God. Angel Gabriel came and had a personal meeting with Mary. The angel Gabriel came and had a personal conversation with Mary and told her that she was blessed and highly favored. Uh, but when you look at Matthew and when the angel talked to, to Joseph, the angel talked 
talked to Joseph in a dream. It said the angel came to Joseph in a dream and told Joseph to take care of Mary. The angel didn't tell Joseph he was favored. The angel told Joseph to support Mary, to take care of Mary and help raise that baby. That sometimes, Lord, have mercy her, uh, that you can be the one the world looks the least at, Mary, uh, but God give you favor uh, and give you somebody to be with you uh, that can be of support. Uh, now understand this. Uh, this does not make Joseph's role non-important. Uh, this just means that if Joseph understands the play uh, and understands the ride with Mary, uh, then Joseph can be, Lord have mercy, of uh, the Messiah's stepdaddy. Uh, have I got somebody up in here uh, that knows that if I can just know uh, uh, who to give the support to, uh, it may not be my season of favor. Uh, it may be my season of support. Uh, it may not be my season uh, to run the thing. Uh, it may be my season uh, to lift you up. Uh, turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm favored in spite of. Favored in spite of, but the second thing I, I need you to understand is don't miss the move. Don't miss the, the move. There's sometimes that we can miss the move because we're thinking linearly. Uh, that sometimes we can miss the move because we have been taught uh, uh, that to get to uh, the fastest way to a destination is in a straight line. It's linear thought, amen? Uh, that if I'm going to go from one place to another, I connect the dots and I go in a straight line, amen? That if I'm trying to get to a certain place, I go in a straight line. But the fact of the matter is that God uh, thinks often abstractly. Uh, that oftentimes that God will take you in a different direction, that it will seem to be a much longer kind of a way, but God will actually get you there right on time. And, and, I, and I don't know about you, but it's often better uh, not to get there fastly, uh, but to get there on time. Lord, have mercy. Uh, because sometimes uh, when you get there prematurely, uh, what God has for you to bump into is not there. Uh, but when you get there in the timing of God, uh, then you bump into what God had for you to bump into in that moment. Have I got a witness in the house today? Uh, and, and so sometimes it's important for us uh, to be able to not just think in the way God uh, in the way that we would think God would do it, uh, uh, but just try to seek God and see how God is trying to do it. Uh, sometimes you've got to use discernment, Lord have mercy, uh, to try to figure out what God is doing in a situation. Uh, Y'all don't believe me? Let me look at this text. Uh, here you have the text and the Bible says uh, uh, that the angel came to Mary uh, and said that you found favor with God, uh, that you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. Listen, says he will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And the Bible then says, how will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Okay, y'all missed that. Let me come. I missed it too. I've missed it for 50 something years. Amen. I, I missed it, Reverend Doctor. All the time y'all had us in Sunday school place. I missed it. I missed it at Paramount Baptist Church. I missed it. L let me help you. It, the, the gift of Mary is that Mary asked how God was going to do it instead of connecting the dots that were in front of her about how God was going to do it. Okay, let me help you. Let me help you. Mary asked a question, how will this be since I'm a virgin, right? But that's really not the logical question. 
It's not the logical question because there's nothing in the description that Gabriel gave her that needed her to have a virgin birth in order to do what was said it was going to happen. Okay, I'm going to mess y'all up because this messed me up. Messed me up. I'm... This says you will conceive and give birth. That doesn't have to be a virgin birth. You can conceive and give birth. Amen, birds and bees. Amen. She's engaged to Joseph, right? She's already engaged, so for her it could make sense that, oh, if the angel says, I'm going to conceive, he didn't say tomorrow. He said, I'm going to conceive and give birth, and it's going to be a baby. And it says it what? And the baby is going to be of the tribe of David. Well, Joseph is of the tribe of David. So everything that you're saying could happen if I have a baby with Joseph who I'm engaged to. Okay, that's... Uh, the angel came and gave her a word about what was about to happen in her life. Everything the angel said linearly could happen with what was in front of her already in her life. That the, the man that she was engaged to, she could have a baby with, and that baby could have been of the tribe of David. Amen, somebody? And then God could have done whatever God needed to do to make the baby great in the ways that God said God was going to make the baby great. But something in Mary... Had her say, how is this going to happen? Because something in her said this can't happen through Joseph. Joseph is a nice guy. Joseph is a cool guy. Joseph is a supportive guy. He's even out of the tribe of David. But something in me does not feel like this is going to happen through Joseph. So let me ask a question of the angel, and then the angel can let me know if it's going to be Joseph or not. And Mary says, what? How will this be if I'm a virgin? Somebody today, you're missing the move because you've gotten a word from the Lord and you're trying to dictate how God works to move. Instead of seeking God on what God wants you to do. And so what happens is you're so busy trying to do God's work that you actually get in the way of God's work. That God says, I'm going to do it. And so you start looking at, okay, well, who do I know that can help me in this way? Since God said God's going to do it, then God must be willing to use this person. Or God has to use this hookup. Or God has to use this thing over here. And you actually missed the conversation with the real one that God's sending because they don't look like what you feel can do what you thought God was going to do. And so you miss the move. Turn to somebody and say, don't miss the move. Don't miss the, don't miss the move. That God's trying to do something in your life. God's trying to open up a door in your life. God's trying to make a way in your life. And you're so busy trying to connect dots that you don't realize that God's not taking you in the straight path. But God's taking you around the way to be able to get what God's got. Don't miss. Don't miss the move. But the third thing I got to share, and I'm about it here, is hold on to the word. Turn to your neighbor and say, hold on to the word. Hold, hold on, hold on. Ho hold on to the word. One of the blessings here that happened this Sunday was 
So one of the blessings that happened this Sunday uh, was when we did Scripture of the Week. And there was a gazillion people up here who were doing the Scripture of the Week because they were holding on to the Word. So, see, what you've got to understand is I know Scripture of the Week seems like something comical, something jokey, something cool. But the reality is that we understand as your pastors that we've got to get the Word into you. And so, therefore, we have to shape something, uh, even in service, uh, because I don't want the only time that you read the Word to be, or hear the Word to be, uh, when we're reading the Word here in service during the sermon. Uh, but I need you to know that the Word is one of the most important things for your life. And so, therefore, you've got to start to internalize the word. You've got to start to know the word for yourself. That we are living in a time in, in, in which we have some of the most scripturally illiterate Christians you'll ever find. Christians who don't know the word. Christians who don't know the scriptures. Basic scriptures, regular scriptures, scriptures uh, uh, that will get you through your dark hour. Amen, somebody? And so, therefore, we end up with impotent Christians. Well, have mercy. Christians with no power. Christians who always need the pastor or ministerial staff to help them get through whatever situation they're going through uh, because they don't have enough word up on the inside of them to get through a situation. I, I know if you can't say amen, say out somebody. But, but And so the reason, Lord have mercy, that we do scripture of the week is because it is a tangible way in church, amen, somebody, for us to reaffirm for each other uh, the significance of the word. That we have, what, that, that on this week that you had children up there and you had of women up there and you had men up there that you just had a cadre of people up there because they knew that the word was important. Amen, somebody. Now, I'm going to get on some of y'all today. Amen. I love y'all. I love y'all. But when Reverend Tia was up here asking, is there anybody who wanted to do it next Sunday? She had to assign somebody. Amen, somebody. Because everybody was too cute, too good. I know it's the holiday season. But what better season to learn scripture? Amen, somebody. I know that you may be tired of it. But, what, but the word is the most important thing for your life. Amen, somebody. The word is what you need when times get rough. The word is what you've got to hold on. How do I know? How do I know? Because when I look at Mary, that Mary said, how will this be? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. But then the angel went on to say, even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Watch this. But no word, for no word from God will ever fail. Gabriel told Mary that no word. I gave a word to Zachariah and it won't fail. I told him that his wife in her old age was going to have a baby and that word won't fail because no word, Lord have mercy, from God will ever fail. Now let me help you. That word to Zechariah was the first word that the people of Israel had received in over 400 years. This word to Mary was the second word that the children of Israel had received in over 400 years. And Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. 
and then the angel left her Mary said may your word Lord have mercy to me be fulfilled because Mary said I'm going to hold on to the word the angel I know you're not going to always be around but I'm going to hold on to the word I know this moment is going to be a fleeting moment but I'm going to hold on to this word that when things get rough and things don't look right I'm going to hold on to this word it was this word that Mary held on to when the king was trying to kill all the babies in Jerusalem it was this word that Mary held on to when the shepherds came it was this word that Mary held on to when the Twelve years old, and they lost him, and Jesus was in the temple. It was this word that Mary held on to when she told him to keep the party going and make water out of wine. It was this word that Mary held on to when they beat him and they hung him and they put nails in his hands and nails in his feet, and she had to cry as they crucified her baby. She held on to this word. I've come by to tell somebody. Now you don't need no word from no angel. You've got the word right in front of you. It's in the scriptures. And you're going to tell me you too good to do the scripture of the week when I'm trying to get you the word for you to hold on to. Hold on to God's word. Hold on to the word. It says he'll never leave you. God forsake you. Hold on to the word. It says the Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. Hold on to the word. It says you can do all things through Christ. That strengthens you. Hold on to the word. It says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, shall guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Have I got anybody in here that can hold on to God's word? God's word will pick you up. God's word will give you peace. God's word will give you joy. How do I know? Because his word says weeping may endure for a night, but joy I said joy, I said joy will come in the morning. Have I got anybody in here that knows God's word? Says that God inhabits the praises of his people. In other words, when you give God glory, God will sit down in your situation. Hold on. May your word to me be fulfilled. You're going to tell me you can't do a scripture a week and somebody got to beg you to do scripture? To memorize scripture? When we're trying to save your life, when sometimes God will give a scripture 
so that you don't know what's on the way. And you got a word in you that when the devil comes, that you know how to stand. May your word be fulfilled to me. May your word be fulfilled to me. Somebody say to me. You got a whole Bible of promises and you don't know what to stand on because you haven't taken the time to get up in the word. Let me show you something. Okay, Reverend Doctor, I just want to sit right here. <coughs> show you something. You've been begging God for rest. And God's word says he's making me lie down by green pastures. Restore of my soul. I can sit down because I trust the chair. I can trust because I, I can be refreshed because I know God's word. Trust the word. May your word be fulfilled to me. I'm doing two altar calls right now. My first altar call, if you want to volunteer for next week's scripture of the week, raise your hand. God bless your heart. Online, I want y'all, online I realize I don't want to keep you lifted out of Scripture the Week. We're getting ready to shape some stuff. We're going to have it so you can send your Scripture the weekend on video. Because we've got to depend on God's Word. The other word that you can depend on, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. May your word be fulfilled to me. In other words, God loved you so much he sent Jesus to a virgin named Mary. Jesus died on an old rugged cross for you was raised from the dead so that you could be saved. If you've never accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life, I want you to trust and hold on to that word. God loved the world so much in all of its mess and all of its challenge and all of its issues. God loved you so much. And we say it every Sunday even though Reverend Tia skipped over it this Sunday because she ain't want to mess it up. 
We're the community of hope where everyone has a chance. We don't care who you are, what you've done, or who you did it with. Don't care if you did it last night or woke up doing it this morning. When you get into the house of the Lord, you're in the right place at the right time to become all that God has called you to be. And we believe that God's got a blessing with your name. If you're here today and you've never accepted Jesus and you want to hold on to God's word, today's your day and this is your moment. Or you may already be saved, but you need a church home and you want to join this church because we hold on to God's word. Or real talk, you may already be saved, may already have a church, but you just need to rededicate your faith. Today's your day. If that's you, whether you're here, whether you're online, uh, if you're in the sanctuary, just raise your hand. If you want to give your life to Christ or make this your church home, just raise your hand where you are. Raise your hand so I can see it. Raise your hand in the house. I believe there's someone here today, you're not saved, you need a church. Someone online, online you can just decision, hope decision to 77411, hope decision to 77411, this is your day to make the decision. Do me a favor, Community of Hope, those who are here in the sanctuary, just turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, are you saved? Do you have a church? Turn to a couple of folks around you. Are you saved? Do you have a church? Are you saved? Do you have a church? Today's your day. I promise you, today's your day. Today's your day. Throw it up where you are. Throw it up where you are. If you're not saved, if you need a church, if you need to rededicate your faith, just throw up your hand. Right where you are. Somebody, you're here and you don't feel well. I don't mean just you don't feel well physically, but I mean right now you feel some kind of way. And you feel some kind of way, not just with your life, but you feel some kind of way with God. And a part of this call is I'm trying to get you restored back to the Lord. You feel some kind of way because you've had to go through certain things in life. You've faced some challenges in life. You've perhaps faced some grief in life and some loss in life. And God is catching the blame for all of your stuff. But let me help you. God ain't to blame for all your stuff. Some of your stuff is life be life in. Some of your stuff is evil people do evil stuff. And some of your stuff is you made bad decisions. Let me help you. Because I want to let you know that even though you feel some kind of way, you can get back up. God can strengthen you. Let me help you. Let, let me show y'all something. I made a bad decision this morning. Uh, the past couple of Sundays, it's been cold in here. Uh, we made sure, and we've been working all week long, myself, Minister Greg, with the facilities folks to make sure that it was 
toasty. Amen. But now I see y'all with fans, right? Because it's been frigid the past couple of Sundays. It's been frigid. So I came in, hoodie, bomber, the new community of Hope Bomber. Amen. Somebody, y'all saw that joint with the IMCOH on the back and the Hope, right? So I'm preaching my little heart out in a hoodie, in a sauna. And I go to closing to something like that. You're going to close that now. All right, praise the Lord. Hold on to the word. And all of a sudden, my stomach just started churning. And I was like, I refuse to throw up in front of these people. And so me and my great 30 years of ministry and pastoring and preaching made that joint an example. Oh. <laughs> can sit down and trust. (laughs) And I sat and talked to y'all like Joel Osteen for about five minutes. I tried to preach like I was Noel Jones. I came over here and I became Joel Osteen. And both have great value, amen, because Joel Osteen's a bad, bad dude, amen, somebody, so that's no hate. I'm just saying stylistically, amen. I came, sat down, just chit-chatted with y'all for a little bit, right, and got that stomach saddled, amen, somebody, so that then I could get back up again, and I'm all right. It's how life is sometimes. Sometimes because of your decisions, sometimes just because of circumstances and situations, sometimes because of challenges, you feel some kind of way. And you got to go take a seat for a second. But I've come. You may feel some kind of way with the Lord. And I get it. And there's no judgment. But today is somebody's day. Get back up. You don't even really feel like getting up, but I promise you, God's giving you the grace to get up. God can get you through. Spoke to your heart and your situation. And you just want us to pray for you to have some getting up power to get back up again. I just want you to stand where you are. If that spoke to your heart, God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. (laughs) Trouble won't last always. I said this last week, and I don't know why I need to say it again this week. It's an old song we used to sing. There's a bright side somewhere. Don't you rest until you find it. There's a bright side somewhere. Now listen, 
God is not mad at you. God is not using you as a punching bag. Sometimes life just be life. But I want to let you know that God has been not punching you but holding you. Even when you didn't want to be held. Even when you didn't feel. One of the reasons you've made it still is because God's been holding you. One of the reasons that for how you're feeling, you still find yourself in the house of the Lord is because there's something in you that actually knows, even though you don't feel like it, that God's been taking care of you. So God's been keeping you. And I've come by to let you know this is your Sunday to get back up. This is your Sunday of recovery. And this is your Sunday to start moving towards peace and joy. This is the Advent Sunday of peace. And this is the Sunday for you to reclaim your peace of mind and your peace of heart. This is that Sunday. Online, I know you couldn't stand, but you can stand right where you are. You can click right there in the chat online. If that's you, we know you're there as well. And we want to pray for you as well. Wherever you are, we want to lift you up. You may be watching this five weeks from now. This prayer is for you too. God, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Give you glory today, God. We give you praise. God, we give you glory, God, for how God, even God, when we don't feel the best, you, God, can help us reset and restore us to a place of peace. God, in Jesus' name, I pray, God, for these who are standing. I pray, God, for those who are represented online and on TV. And God, in the name of Lord Jesus, we give you glory for what you're doing in their hearts. God, those who need comfort, comfort right now in Jesus' name. Those, God, who need a way made, make a way, God, in Jesus' name. Those, God, who need you to snatch depression up off of them, snatch it up off of them, anxiety, snatch it up off of them, but also, God, give them access to a good therapist in the name of Lord Jesus. God, we give you glory. God, we thank you for second chances, third chances, fourth chances. But most of all, God, we thank you for new seasons in the name of Jesus. So God, in Jesus' name, Wrap your arms of love and strength around these, your people. And we do believe there's a bright side somewhere. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise in the house if you receive that. I still do want to give folks an opportunity. If you're not saved or if you need a church home today, uh, you can give your life to Christ or make this your church home online watching us. Uh, just be able to type Hope Decision to 77411. Is there someone in here that you want to give your life to Christ? Make this your church. Just raise your hand. Is there someone? Is there anyone?